What's in your head? Tell me something better left unsaid. Tell me something worth my time instead of all the usual. I'm tired of all the usual. Welcome back to the Everyday Nonsense Podcast. I'm Mike Mundy with Matt Santarpia. hey And we're here to talk about some more meaningless prattle to get you through another hour or so where you don't have to think about anything legit. We have a special guest with us today. Dave Abenanti is here with us. Good friend of mine. A composer. A composer, a lyricist. Broadway, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Broadway. An all-over professional. Nice to have Dave here. He's going to help us out with a couple of things and hang with us today. So should be a great time. But Matt, the most important question, what are you drinking? Well, I was, you know, thinking about this as we were preparing for today's show. And hello, everyone. And by the way, Dave is from Broadway. That's Broadway in New York City. Well, Capital B, <laughs> Broadway. Am I right, Dave? So we've got a celebrity here. That's what I'm trying yes. to get at. A real-life celebrity. We're very excited about it. And nervous. I'm very nervous. And shy. <laughs> But uh, I won't break into tap dancing. <laughs> Although he's wearing tap dancing shoes, which I love, which, you know, on a cold night. But what am I drinking? I was deliberating over this as we were preparing for the show, as I said a moment ago. And I'm drinking and not a very exciting or a sexy drink, but a small Dunkin' Donuts coffee. However, it's light and it's got too sweet and low in it. So I'm <laughs> dressing it up. A little. What you said, the sweet and low. Yeah. Yeah, I think it changed my whole opinion of it. I'm going with a Long Islander Celtic Ale beer here tonight. Delicious stuff. So, Matt, we brought up last time a little bit where we were broadcasting from in the saloon. I need you to go ahead and explain a little bit about where we are. I think that, you know, for all of our listeners to get a good idea of what this place looks like, let's just first say that it's an old world saloon in the bottom of Mike's estate out on Long Island. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of things wrong with that statement. (laughs) This is a real estate, but it's a real saloon. So it's got wood paneling. It's big. It's got a nice poker table. It's got a little casino entrance. It's got a full bar, literally, from that late 1960s or mid-60s time period, including, you know, various signs about beer and about you know pop culture from that time and it's also very sports themed very sports themed yeah he had to throw that so the full name is the big blue pinstripe saloon we're yankee fans we're giant fans we're islander fans and we're nick fans and everything's all around so what we'll do is uh once we really start in on that twitter page if you remember it's at everyday nonsense there's no e right matt e-v-r-y day nonsense that's our tag on twitter and you can email us at everyday nonsense pod at gmail.com and we really want to hear from you we want to make the show about your suggestions we want to make the show about what you think what you react to us what you disagree with us or anything you'd like to hear us prattle on about we want to hear it about you and uh, make it about you so please uh use the social media and hit us up we had uh, probably a year or so ago uh, mike hosted with a bunch of us in this saloon where we're broadcasting from today, a Frank Sinatra night. So there was a documentary that was out on HBO, and it was all about Frank Sinatra. I can tell you the documentary, we made it more exciting than the documentary was. However, we hosted that. We all wore fedoras. We all had, you know, who had an old-fashioned. I think Mike made old-fashioned. Well, so hold on. Yeah, what, what we thought would be fun was yeah. if we all... there was It was me, uh, Matt, another buddy, and my brother. And we thought it would be fun if uh, we made old-fashions the right way, which means muddling the fruit, muddling the cherries, muddling the oranges, the sugar, the whole thing. Yeah, how the hell did people drink in the 1960s? You had to muddle so much stuff. You, you had to have special instruments to make this drink. He had peels of a banana and a rind of a rhinoceros. We don't know what was going on. Each drink took about 30 minutes to make. They were so sweet. They were great, but... Really? How did these people drink in this? Well, what wound up happening, if you remember, was we, after I made them, which was like a 45-minute process, right? After I made them, we all dove right in after cheersing and took a huge swig as if it was a beer, not knowing that a true old-fashioned you let sit before you even touch it. Right. right. Because it takes you 45 minutes to make a drink. You want to sip that sucker. There were four classic spit takes in the work on this day. So strong. Oh, my God. So sweet. Right. So then I remember an hour and a half later, all of a sudden we loved the drink. We were all like, this is great. You're drinking it like syrup. It was unbelievable. 
Another hour goes by, and this documentary was long as hell. You remember? It was like six hours it was long. A four hour documentary. Right. Longer than his career. I think. I think three of the four of us passed out like babies on the couch at like 10 30. Well, we were also in like a diabetic, you know, coma. The first hour, we liked to drink. The second hour, we got very bored. And the third hour, we were like urgent care at that point. It was bad. That drink is sweet. That's because Mike forgot how to muddle by that. Right, right, right. I mean, how much can you muddle in one night? I think we only made one. We we only made one each. It was perfect. It really was. It was great. It really was. No, it was a good time. So the saloon's been here a while, and uh, it's where the big games are. It's where we're trying to do this little show from. So hopefully one day we'll get some pictures up there. And if we ever do uh, go ahead and do that YouTube channel, you see the saloon firsthand. Nervous about that YouTube channel, Dave, I have to be honest with you. (laughs) Because I think if people see us... Yeah, but you have a full head of hair. Well, well, I, I wear a wig. You know, <laughs> yeah, and a girl. I've become hat man for the past ten years. Any any excuse where I could wear a hat, you know, it's like, dude, you're at a funeral. I'm like, well, yeah. well, <laughs> that's Dave, okay. Can I look I good. Ask you about the hair situation, in yes. all honesty, yes, because please. let's set the stage again. I, uh, you know, we all went to the same high school many moons ago. We sure did. You're a little younger than me. You're a couple of years younger than me, right? You're 42. Yes. I'm 44. You're so obsessed with people's ages. It's ridiculous. And uh, Mike is 62. I don't know if we know that. Mike is What was high school like in your day? (laughs) We had an Iceman every morning. (laughs) (laughs) The the chalkboard tablet. Right. We had a knife sharpener. I mean, you have no idea how it was. It was really something out of a a different time. Abacus with tiger teeth. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. We had no computer. We did have no computers. That's true, but we'll save that. Not no computers. No, that's not true. Library. What was the what was the library database called? Do you remember that? I don't remember the library database. It was all on CD-ROM. Yeah. The encyclopedia, the encyclopedia CD-ROM series. That's that was our computers. I remember playing Carmen San Diego. Carmen San Diego. Anything on a disc. Right. That's why you went there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, for our younger <laughs> listeners, a CD-ROM was kind of. A, I don't even know what you would say. It's a. It's a do they know what that is? It's a data disc. It's a disc. But what's a disc? Oh come on! It's not. It's not like you're talking about an eight track here. What's an eight track? I think that people still know what a disc is. I hope they know what a disc. Every is. house in America still has a DVD in it, at least. Um. Yeah, I guess so. A lot of people don't. A lot of well, I'm not. I don't have a DVD. That's like a new thing, you know. I don't have nothing. I have no TV. I have nothing. <laughs> I just watch my phone. I have no phone. I have nothing. But let's get back to the hair, and we're going to revisit that. <laughs> Do you think in today's day and age, right, yeah. that you can easily get easily? Get hair. And Mike, too, by the way, for those our listeners don't know, Mike is bald. Bald as a, a cue ball, right? right? Do you think that you would get hair replacement? I think I would because it looks real now. I mean, I am I wrong? I wouldn't. I'll tell you why. Because everyone in my life knows that I'm balding. So to get hair replacements, I'd have to come up with some lame excuse like, oh, <laughs> Like right. like this guy in like Mexico figured out like that my pores were just clogged, uh, but you know it's especially you know I would have to come up with like some right. awful. And now you come because it, it all takes of a sudden time. they show up at work and it's like, dude, you got a head of hair. Like what happened? Yeah, it's too late. It's just that uh, that ship has sailed. You got to be able to catch it early. You got to catch it. Early. Okay. Disguise it till you do it and no, whatnot. I see that. Because like imagine that now. You're like imagine I show up and all of a sudden I'm slowly growing a full head of hair. It's not even like I well, just show up, but all of a sudden I'm growing hair everywhere. <laughs> like I think right. Like, yeah, you, like you see, like sometimes if you're on the train or if you're commuting, you see the, the guy usually who has like the plugs coming out. It, the beginning is scary, but I know it gets better. But I want to be the first one to say before our YouTube channel hits, right, <laughs> that you both look great. See, you can look good. I don't think with my face and this nose that if I was bald, I would look like an escaped convict from some kind of mental institution. Here's what I will tell you. you think that? I mean, th- look at it. The first time you bick, sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say when you're losing your hair, Mike, maybe you can agree with this, but um, <laughs> Most the likely. worst thing is when people try to come up with good things about it. They'll be like, "Yeah, but like you could wake up in the morning and like just go," and you're like, "That doesn't help." Yeah, me. yeah. You're not making me feel better at all. No. By saying like, "Oh, great, you don't have to spend five minutes drying your hair." It's like, shut up. No, and as much as you grow accustomed to it and like it, you would still prefer that you had a full head of hair. Absolutely. Um, that was my next question. I was going to see, like, I, I'm, we never talked about this before. That's interesting. Like, do you miss, do, you know, because it does look good. Bo- you do look good. Do you miss having hair at yes. all? So you, if I said right now you could have a full head of hair, yes. no questions asked. Yes. It, yes. Okay. You know, maybe I lied before. I don't know. Because the benefits of, of shaving like that's like once you shave your head for the first time and you know everything's okay under there, 
right? Because nobody shaves. Like, it's not like people that are completely bald like me, right? You, you still got to maintain it, right? To look like that or else you start growing in weird spaces. Right, or you and shave your head and there's like a big symbol under there. Right, the first time you shave your head, you're Gorbachev or something right, like that, right? Right, right, right. That's the biggest fear. <laughs> Right. Once you see you're and good. For those of our younger listeners, Gorbachev. <laughs> That's another thing people say. They're like, "Well, right. you have a nice scalp," and like, again, right. like you have a perfectly round head. Me feel better. Right. That's uh, my favorite. Oh, your head is nice and round. Mine is too yeah, oval that's a for great it. Personality. Right. You know, she has a great oh, personality. Yeah. You're How gonna many like girls her. like comment on the yes. guy's handsomeness of scalp? Right. <laughs> Did you see his scalp? The size of that guy's scalp was unbelievable. Well, Mike, you're right about maintenance when. Uh, ever since I've been balding, you have to maintain it more than when I had hair. When I had hair, like, you could let it grow out, and it's like, all right, whatever, I'm just rocking out, you mm-hmm. know? But when you have what I have, which is the growing on the side right. and the nothing on top, it's like I get haircuts way more often now because you want to keep it right. short Well, it's, it's and maintained. What happens is while the sides are growing, it's fine until the top starts growing. Once the top starts growing, you got to get rid of the sides and the top. But you can live with just the sides of stubble, but then you get these weird stubble up top in places that for some reason you can still grow hair, and it's just not right. Well, do you think, you know, and now, you know, because Dave is, uh, for those of you who don't know and you just met him, is a musician, right? Dave's working on music for our podcast here. He's a professional composer and lyricist, works on Broadway, as you mentioned. <laughs> um, do you think as you're a musician... You miss the hair more? Are there a lot of... <laughs> I'm trying to think... Right now, right now, I'm thinking of bald, famous musicians. Like, are you I a cast-off with other musicians? Or, or, you, know, you, you, you play the drums, you play the guitar. Like, I'm thinking... Now, don't yell at me when I say this, but I'm thinking bald now, Phil Collins is bald. Yeah, me and Beck. Right, Beck is bald, right? What about the Chili Peppers guy? I, I is think, he bald uh, yet? Uh, Anthony Keeps. Is he bald? Or Flea. Uh, they might I, be bald. I think if I was still performing... It would bother me more, right? Because that's the fact that I'm sort of behind the scenes. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was well, when I was in my band, I mean, for you know, 15 years, I would put gels and actually it was this stuff called sex wax. It was like surfboard wax. Yep. And that's what I blame for going bald, not jeans. And what was that doing? <laughs> what was that wax? It was. Doing? It would spike my hair. Oh, so, so it was like a crazy look. Yeah. So I needed to look, you know, cool. Now, you know. When you're right for theater, you don't have to look cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You, you, could, you could be balding and be very popular. Right, right, now you're using yeah. Cetaphil. Yeah. You get to sit in the seats when it's dark. It's, you know. So I will say, and this is my last thing about baldness, funny story that I have. Uh, one of our friends was the first to shave my head. Because when we got married, I wanted to do it, and my wife didn't want me to shave my head because I guess I wasn't that far gone yet. No, you had hair. You could still in the pictures. You know what I mean? Like, it started at the middle of my scalp and went back, but that's another story, whatever. And anything from behind is just, you know, a flare. Well, you could comb it up. So (laughs) Let's not forget that. So after we got married, Kira came over, and she shaved it for the first time, which was when I was so relieved because it looked fine, you know? When, I'm trying to remember, maybe when Greg got married. I went to the barber to get my head shaved like two days before. And I'd only done it once before and it was fine. An hour after I got home, I was so broken out. It was red. It, was, it felt great. Like there was the, the ooh, Jesus. This it was, was the whole. Your wedding? No, Greg's wedding. Oh, Greg's wedding. Okay. Right. I was allowed to have a shave to have Greg's wedding. concerned for a second. Right. But they did the hot towel, which is awesome. Right. They did all the lather and I get home and it's great. And like you, when you leave there, when you get your head shaved, I don't know if you get a straight razor shave, Dave. Mm. Ooh, straight straight razor shave, Dave. Yeah, hey oh, we just got a name for Dave. That's our first nickname. Yeah, we'll go back to Dave. performing. Now. St- <laughs> St- you have to go now. Yeah, we asked him to stay, and this is what we do. I'm actually writing this down. Yeah, straight straight razor, razor shave, Dave. Dave. Well, if this, you know, you know, writing lyrics and composing, if this, if you, if that fails, I think you could open a shop. Yeah, that's it. That's a, that's a catchy barber, Dave, isn't it? We're Straight talking, razor, razor we're shave, Dave. Hair, and I want you to finish that story about, about the break. That's pretty much it. I broke out. I was fine. The wedding was great, and that was it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. It, well, I, I was talking about you know barbershops in general, and and before we get onto that topic, because I think all of us, right? I mean, I don't know what happened, and I remember younger, we went to get our hair cut. Like I would go with my mother when I was mm-hmm. really younger to like a regular salon. Sure. With a bunch of old ladies, right? Yeah. Where I felt most comfortable. Okay. And they cut it with a scissor. 
and you know, like normal, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, did you do that, Dave? Did you go to a salon, or did you always go to a barber? Yeah, first I went to my aunt's house. Oh, you know, oh then sit, you know exactly. And I you're Italian, right? <laughs> oh, so this is, she went to Beehive. I would sit on my aunt's counter, <laughs> and she would cut my hair on That's her great. counter. And then, absolutely, going to um, going to the salon with my mom. For a long time. Yeah, and I remember the exciting thing was right next to the salon, there was a deli. And when we would go, my mom would let me get a tab. So, like, that <laughs> Which was, like, was my favorite thing, soda of the time. Right? It was yeah. like, Liquid so sugar. My mom would get her hair done for like two hours, and I'd sit there and I'd drink my tab. And then I would get my bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. And I remember my father going to get a tab and ordering two sausage and pepper heroes and a tab. (laughs) That was hysterical. And for our younger listeners, tab was like one of the first diet sodas. Yes. But I I remember that instinctively. But it was just liquid sugar. And I love it. It's still you can still get it. I still like it. it. Yeah, Yeah. I still like it. I haven't had one in forever, but yeah, yeah. Do they still make tab? tab. They still make tab. It's like a retro thing now. All the hips. Do they though? Like it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you have to go to the bottom of the. Shelf, you know, it's like they—it's a six-pack. See, do you think it tastes the same? Because I feel like right now I could taste the tab. Well, I do, right now I—I I, I close my eyes and I could taste the tab. I use sweet and low. I use those artificial sweeteners, and that's why I have that third eye. And for those of our <laughs> listeners that don't know, that third eye is behind this. Table, yeah, is that third eye? That's why they have to be right. Hey, right. I don't want to talk about my third eye. Hey, oh. So, um, but but I was thinking about barbers and Mike. I know you probably went to a salon too when you were younger, right? No, with your you no, no, no. We went to the same barber with because my father, Augie and Ray, baby. Yeah, my father, Augie cut my dad my dad's hair. I think on his deathbed, on yeah, Augie's like deathbed. Parkinson's probably he probably blood everywhere. I, he had to be. Well, no, oh, I'm sorry. Augie Augie left before Ray. I don't know if he died or not, but Ray, by the time he was done, by the time he retired, he had to be 89 years old, and he's cutting what you know, like my dad has no hair. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's a bald guy that goes to the barber every two weeks. For You know what I mean? It, like, bothers him. His hair gets so long, it bothers him. Meanwhile, there's there's none there, like, you know? Well, what, what I was saying about this, this barber shop with the balding, and we were talking about that, is that it, it do, I have to be honest with you, Dave and Mike, it does annoy me when I see a bald guy go to the barber shop and they're working on his hair for 40 minutes, <laughs> cutting it all off. That should take forty minutes when you have no hair. It's a process. They do. Though. They really. I think they. I think it's a. I think they're trying to get you. No, you got to. Really bu- it. it is expensive. It's expensive to get all your hair. But you got to buzz it down. You got to lotion it up. You got to shave it once. You got to lotion again. Hot towel, shave it. Yeah, see, the it's a process. Is, is a process. I'm not into any of that stuff. Like you know, I don't like the towel and all that. Yeah, like manicures, pedicures. Like mm-hmm. I know guys that get them, and I'm like, I oh, just good for you. I not. Well, me. if you're a hand model, like a, uh, Dave, if you were a hand model, <laughs> I'm be, not. I would get a. a a manicure or pedicure, but I, I can't. I don't want to see anyone touching my feet. Or but I'm a freak hands. with all that kind of stuff. Like I don't even want to get a massage. No, I'm not a massage. It's very Seriously? funny. I'm not. A yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. No, no, I'm not a big other people touching me. That's not my wife no, and my I'm, kids. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a touchy. I'll give you a hug. I'll do all that. However, massages before my wedding. When we were in Vegas, my wife loves to get them. You know, should we we got one couples massage. It really, really. Makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. I yeah. can never get a massage. I'm the same way. I can, you know, I'm touchy, but I cannot. I don't know what it is. I mean, you love it, right? Love them. Get yeah, them, most people get I know say you're stupid. Yeah. It's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, we like to go to uh, Atlantic City, and we go probably like four times a year. And every time we go, it, that's like one of the things. Like we both go to the spa and get massage. And where do you go in Atlantic City? Where do you frequent? What hotel? Oh, I knew you were. Yeah. <laughs> Hey-o. Hey-o. You're talking to a couple of resorts yeah, guys over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you knew that it was. A, I get that's where I got. That. Uh, that's yeah. not a joke. But um, I, I love that you said. Resorts Atlantic actually City. has a fantastic oh. Italian restaurant. Oh, I forgot the name of it though. Capriccios. Capriccios. Yeah, that's yeah. where we went for my birthday fantastic this year with my kids. I took yeah. a 12 year old and a nine year old to a casino. We went there when it. we went there to see 311 too, we didn't saw, we? Oh, yeah, we went to Capriccios. I love it, but I was smiling. Uh, when you said Atlantic City, because I didn't know that, and that's one of my favorite places along with Vegas. That's funny, we have sure. that a lot in common. Mm-hmm. I try to go as much as I can. Yeah. If I can, you know. I love it, I love it. Well, look at that, Dave. We have so much in common. So much. So do you want to... live on Broadway. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. So, you want me to piss you off even a little further, Dave? Yes. With another take of mine? I hate the beach. Really? You long, son of a beach. A Long Island guy who hates the beach. I hate the beach. I hate the sand. That's the biggest offender. This is well known amongst our circle that I just, the biggest offender is the sand. But to me, the whole experience. Now, Jones Beach is, 
different than other beaches. I get that. Mike lives 10 minutes. I live 10 minutes from, from Joe's Beach. One of the beach. nicest beaches in the world. No, one of the biggest beaches it's in the, the world. Nicest. It is people uh, people in Wisconsin wish they lived 10 minutes from this gorgeous beach. So the hubbub to get to the sand. <laughs> he said hubbub. The walk <laughs> that it takes. And for those of our younger listeners, hubbub means. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's it's so unpleasant to me. The, the heat, obviously, there's no, there's no shade. I don't want to bring the umbrella. It's too much to carry. The sand is everywhere. Now I got to go get a car wash when I get home from it. I'm not even a big fan of the water at the beach, to be honest with you. Like, if it was grass, I'd be cool. I'd go to the beach a lot. Well, listen. But wait, hold on. One more thing. I love beach decor. So he's a freak, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Like, I love the look of it. I love the feel of the... I like the music of the beach. beach He loves beach music, this guy. (laughs) Right. He does. It's his favorite type of music. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. close. Not quite. Not quite. Beach Boys are really only a Christmas time for me. Well, let's put it this way. One of your favorite bands are associated with beach venues, outdoor venues, beach songs. Not really. They're an outdoor band. Yeah, but they don't. He's talking about 311. They're right. not. They're not. We can a say 311. They don't Do speak we about. <laughs> we just screwed ourselves. <laughs> they happen to play at the theater. 311. Near the beach. Right. I don't know what it is. Yes, and I live on Long Island, and it's but, a sacrilege. But do you think, you know, and I, we all, actually, we all live very close to the beach community. I'm probably 15 minutes. You're probably 10 minutes, 15 minutes from yeah, the beach, right? 10, 15 minutes. I mean, do you think, Mike it, 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 and Dave, it's now because we have children that we that you, you're turned off from the beach? No, I've never liked or the you beach. you never liked it even as a young... I think it's boring. A young, full of he- full hair guy. I could never go lay on hot sand and read a book. It's just me. I'd rather be in a hammock under a tree. I hear you. I, without I a like, book. <laughs> right, without a book. <laughs> no book. Without That's a book. Thing. Without a book. Without a book, yeah. Maybe not even a tree. <laughs> I'd rather just be in a suspended hammock. Right. I hear what you say, Mike. I I like the beach, <laughs> but I like it for like an hour. That's you true. Know, it's okay. like my, my parents are like, oh, we spent all day at the beach. Can't and like, do it. Sometimes I've gone to the beach with my parents. And like they're like, you want to leave already? I'm like, we've been sitting for like two hours. Like right. it's time to go now. And now they can sit for like. Well, are they retired, Dave? They are. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they. My go. mom's retired. My dad is mostly retired, but he works um, at a golf course. In the wow, summer. which is a dream job for yeah. a retired yeah, guy who likes yeah. golf. Yeah. Now, what did your dad do? He was in sales. He and was, you're... He sold uh, flood insurance. Flood insurance. Wow. Yeah. No, too big. Did he retire a long time ago or? Because now flood insurance, especially where we live, is all over the place. Right. Oh, yeah. We're flooding right now as we speak. As we record it, we're in deep water. He picked the it's wrong true. time. To right, right, right. He's yeah. like me. You know, leave, I would leave the flood insurance business right before everything floods. And your mom, what did your mom do? Uh, she was in education. Oh, she was a teacher? Yeah, she was a school librarian for oh, a while. Oh, wow. And then she was uh, moved to administration. My wife's a teacher. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow, look at that. So they're both, And how old are they? They're probably in their 70s now? My, we just had an 80th birthday for my dad. <gasps> wow, yeah. see, our parents... My, my parents are both uh, gone. Not dead, I just know. I'm only kidding. <laughs> they, they no, they're dead. Them. They are dead. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike said that very succinctly. You know, that, I, they're still looking into that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, bo- they're both gone, so I keep forgetting how old they would be. My dad would have been 80, mm-hmm. right, in November, and my mom would have been, you know, your mom's age, Mike, and your mom and dad are both in your 70s now. Right? Yeah, my mom just turned 75. Yeah, I mean, so there you go, right? He, You know, so th- that's... Hard to believe. Right? So how how often do you feel like you're 75? I feel like I'm 75 right now. No. I, 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 like I, I said I, last time, we've thought Matt was 75 since he was 15. I but. don't know. I, you know, it, it's a very difficult you know, proposition for me, this age thing, because my whole life I always uh, skewed older. Like, I liked everything older. An old soul. You know, I was an old soul. Like, when, when my contemporaries were listening to, you know... Guns N' Roses or Metallica, I was looking for Buddy Hackett clips from old TV shows. I mean, really. Before YouTube. Yeah, before YouTube. He would go to the library in the city. I would. You know? I spent hours at the library searching through all this stuff, and now it's at my fingertips. But now that I'm getting older, I'm 44. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, microfilm. And for our younger listeners, microfilm (laughs) is like hubbub. But um, so now that I'm getting older, it does feel a little odd because now I'm I'm not. It's not just a shtick. I really am getting to be that age. Well, my thing so is different. My thing is the things that now I'm I'm feeling. 
at this age, I'm like, well, Jesus, what what's going to be coming down Don't the pike? Don't tell your wife what you're feeling. <laughs> like we were talking about, you know, even bending over or doing the simplest task, putting your keys in the car, locking the door, closing the door. And as soon as you finish, you say, okay. Or, right. Like you just lifted 500 pounds and saved a child under a car, right? For picking up a pen or unloading the dishwasher. I don't know if we're grunting because we have to grunt or we're grunting because we think now that we're a little older, we have to grunt. It's subconscious. I don't think about it. Do you? Well, you know, first of all, uh, for our listeners, you have a very big car. So for Mike to get in his car, I think you have to be you have to be like an, an Olympic skier or something to get in this car. It's a what giant car. Suburban. Suburban. Oh, yeah. And it's big. It's beautiful. It's luxurious. But you have to get a running start. I mean, this is a big car. <laughs> yeah, we put a trampoline on right, the outside. Right, but, but Dave, I see your car out there. You have Is that your truck out there? Yeah, it's so a Ford Escape, which yeah. is a deceivingly small truck, actually. Oh, it's not as high as Mike's truck? No, and there's, like, hardly any trunk space. Right. Really? You think you buy an SUV, you'd be like, you know, oh, great, I have room. There's, like, no trunk. Well, this is the smaller SUV, right? Yeah. That's how they trick us, the car manufacturers. It's an SUV with no trunk. It's basically a car. Once they say third row, you think it's huge. Right, right, right. My wife's Mazda 5 has a third row. (laughs) That's true. She can't even fit a a beach chair in the back. Right, can you go in there? Right, Right. it's true. So, yeah, I am grunting a lot more. And I just came off of major, Dave, major. We spoke about this a little bit. I don't know if we spoke about it last week, Mike. No, you didn't want to. You weren't ready. Major surgery. Um, His grundle. I had hernia surgery, double oh, hernia. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking major. The surgery was 35 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so this is a lot. He had a nifkin lift. recovery from that simple hernia surgery, you know, it hurt, your groin hurts, right? So I was grunting even more. Now I really feel like an old, you know, uh, Jewish comedian. An old broken down jalopy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on, right? That's what's happening. See, that's, I'm turning into... What I used to look at when I was a kid. I'm telling you. That's the scariest part. If this is midlife, that sucks. Like half of this to go? (laughs) We're only halfway there? I don't have much more to go. I I don't think I'm going to last this broadcast. The rate I'm going. At the rate I'm grunting. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We're grunting so much. I mean, I think we're just going to become like cavemen or something. I don't know. And this sweet and low is kicking in. So, you know, a lot can happen. I used to hear my dad. Like, I would be upstairs in my room and I'd hear my dad go, Oh, I'd be, I'd, be down, I'd be like, Papa, you okay? He'd be like, yeah, just sat down. Yeah. I'd be like, why does that hurt? And, now and he was in sales. It d- right, right, right. So he it doesn't been. hurt. It's just what you do. Well, my whole family couldn't walk. I mean, so I was used to that. They were all so big and, you know, like dinosaurs, really. They just couldn't move well, and they're always grunting. And I think you, you become, in a weird way, what you fear. Right? Just walking around grunting, grunting eating big, instead, of, instead of asking for the syrup, <laughs> trees and stuffing in their mouth. I mean, they were they, they were you know scary, scary people, and they're all gone now. You know? Eating the trees, right? <laughs> Mom, what are you doing? My mother's eating a tree. Get you that maple survive. branch out of your mouth. You have to do something these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll bring pictures and we'll put it on the screen. Uh, <laughs> Everyday nonsense. Okay, it's time again to talk about some nonsensicals. Nonsensicals with no E. That is such nonsense. So these are things that might bother you throughout the day, little things that you think of, but usually just forget. Well, we don't forget. We actually record those ideas and then we come back and we talk about them because that's what makes this show go around anyway. Matt, yesterday, and this has happened to me before. Tell me and if it's happening. And by the way, Dave is still with us. Dave is, of course, still with us. Hello. Composer. So, <laughs> where does he work? Broadway. Broadway. Baby. Broadway. So yesterday, I'm on the Dunkin' Donuts line. And like has happened to me before, I pull up to the line and they say, the person in front of you paid for you. And when I hear those words... It drives me nuts. Yeah, I can honestly tell you that's never, I'm not, I don't want to interrupt you, but it's never, ever happened. To me. Really? It's never. happened to you multiple times? A lot. It happens a lot at the Dunkin' Donuts that I go to. Never. Maybe I there's, maybe there's a couple of people. Okay, so this is what happens. Which Dunkin' do you go to? Just, <laughs> just curious. Jerusalem and Belmore. Okay. At what time? It's yeah. not, it's not what you would think. Because here's what happens. It's, it's, it's Russian roulette. 
right? Somebody starts. They see they, this is how it probably Lifting starts. The Russians out of it. Some, somebody starts it because they see I'm a single guy just in my car. I'm probably only getting a two three dollar coffee. So they say, oh, I'm going to be the nice person, and I'm going to offer. You know, I'm going to pay for that person's coffee, right? Three dollars out. Inevitably, what happens next is I get up to the line and they say, oh, the person in front of you paid for you. Now, the expression is pay it forward, right? So you're supposed to keep the line going. Like, that's the idea behind what it. What does that mean, I didn't pay know it that. forward? That, yeah. I hear it all the time from Oprah. I hear it everywhere. And I'm not joking. But what well, that, that means mean? if you have enough, like if, you, if, if you're, people? well, in, in the general sense, it would mean if you're well enough off, pay it forward to other people that might not be. So be generous. Yeah, be generous. Okay, I could see that. But in this context... It means let's screw over the person behind me because inevitably what happens is the person behind me has a dozen muffins, two boxes of Joe, right? And you're not supposed to say, oh, well, what are they getting? You're supposed to just say, well, I'll get the person behind me. But it's happened to me where the person behind me had like a $15 bill. And I changed my mind. I'm like, screw that. They don't know that the person in front of me paid for me. I'm leaving with my free coffee. Oh, is that right? Pays for you, and then you have. You are supposed to keep the chain going. How does anyone ever pay for coffee? <laughs> somebody, what the heck is going on? Because somebody has enough. Uh, well, Somebody's yeah, like, well, this is insane. When do we break this right. chain? Right, right. Like the all of a sudden, last person to go to Dunkin' Donuts before they go out of business <laughs> really makes out in the deal. Right, it's I mean, true. Like all of a sudden, the football team shows up to get free right. donuts and coffee, and somebody says, "That's it." Drives me nuts, but I can't believe it hasn't happened to you. I know there's people I, listening I, to this that have ha- done it, and there might even be people listening to this that have started it. And if you're one of those people, I'm sorry to hear it because it's the wrong thing to do. You put people in a ridiculous position. I pay <laughs> for you, you pay for me. This is most it really bothers me because it's another one of those things of our society is if I let someone else know I'm doing something nice, that makes me that much better, right? Oh, the cashiers know I paid yeah, for them. Man, well, they- you know, the cashiers are like, why are you such a sucker? What? I don't understand. It's all about um, people feeling better about themselves. That's what it is. Because if I'm behind someone and they're in, you know, a $100,000 car, and I look behind my window and I see they're in the $100,000 car, do I want to buy their coffee? I'm being honest with you. Do, Do I? No. Right. They could buy my coffee. I should get out. Dave, follow me with this. Knock on his window, and he should buy my coffee, or she should buy my coffee. (laughs) <laughs> because you recognize the car. Because see, they're in a hundred thousand dollar car. See, I'm the. I wouldn't even recognize a hundred thousand dollars. You would know if someone pulls up. And see, he knows how to do it right here. Right, right. Yeah, well, would, yeah, that's true. That's I know true. nothing about cars, right. so I'd be like, you have to know. A hundred thousand dollar Hyundai. Okay, here's well, my. Here's that's my. True. There are. Are there? There are hundred thousand. Here's my point, and no, that's not all tricked out. Like ten hundred. Yeah, but like they fly and everything. Oh, stop. Now, uh, Dave, has this ever happened to you? With pay, I, pay it forward. I have not been as lucky as Mike to have people. It's not lucky. Constantly. It's not lucky. I I understand. I didn't realize that the whole idea of paying it forward meant that you immediately had to pay it the forward. Person. I thought that it was like, oh, that's really nice, and one day I am going to pay it forward. I didn't know it was uh, protocol that it's an immediate payback. Right, well, once right. you, once you pull into that. that Duncan line, I think everything changes. I don't know exactly what it is. I did not and I can't that. believe it hasn't happened to you. The I bigger really... question is this. You said that you were alone in the car. Why are you going through a drive-through yeah, alone when you're by yourself? Car. I understand if your kids are in there. Oh, you want me to park the car and get out? Park the car and get out. Uh, you know, it's a tight spot. I have a big car. You're, you're, you're clogging up the drive-through for people with kids. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. You know, it you know what? I'm glad... right. It serves you right. No, right. I'm glad you brought that up because I think one of the other rudest things you could do in a drive-thru is order way too much, too many things because then what they tell you is pull around the side. Now you're pulling around the side and you're in the middle of traffic because you couldn't get off your ass and go get your muffins inside, <laughs> right? You had to wait for four bacon, egg, and cheese. You know what the funny thing about that? But really... I think the people that are one or two in a car that are getting a coffee or something small, those are the people that belong in the driveway, for crying you, you out know, loud. That It's so interesting you say about the pulling, going to a drive-thru and pulling ahead because <laughs> I'm not a big coffee drive-through person, but I've gone to drive-throughs as you know. You can't. I have. There's way too many Dunkin' Donuts I, I, workers I, that know what yeah, my they order be is a out there. Of ours, Dunkin' Donuts. But <laughs> let me tell you that I do notice. Like last night, I went to a drive-through, a fast food drive-through, ordered something. It was late at night. I was coming in late from work. This is like 9:30. No one else is at the drive-through. I pull up to the drive-through. I say, "Give me X, Y, and Z." They said, "Okay, it'll be ten bucks." Can you please pull up <laughs> into the abandoned parking lot? This is by my house. And I'm like, all right. So I had to pull up into the parking lot. No one else is in the parking lot. No one else is in the drive-thru. 9.30 at night, right? And the lady walks out of the store and brings me the food through the window. I was like, 
Why would I pull up? <laughs> right. Why can't I just <laughs> stay right there? The I thought drive through means they hand you the food. No. And that makes you feel even lazier. Yeah. Like I'm somebody got out of the restaurant from Yeah. Me. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, well, is that a new thing with drive through I never remember. Unless they screwed your order up. I don't remember that happening with drive throughs Because I really believe, like, there's a, a specific Taco Bell that we go to that every time we go through the drive through it's wrong. And you can't check Taco Bell. You could check McDonald's. You could check How Wendy's. You know? But you're going to open up this sticky paper for 12 tacos that are in your bag to make sure they got it right. No, you can't do that. Stick your hand in there. You'll never get it back. Right. So now like the kiosk in there is my best friend, Dave. I get out of the car. <laughs> and even if I was ordering and that much, I wouldn't clog up. <laughs> I do. I use the screen. There's a lady going, can I help you? Yeah. Hey, man, I didn't put it in her right, store. Right, right, right. I didn't put those there. No, the kiosks but, are great. And they're a lot of fun to use, I tell you. <laughs> the kiosks are Oh, man. They're the best inventions. You know, if you're a business person, it shows you everything right in front of you. I would never of add four sides of grilled yeah. chicken if it wasn't for right. a computer, right? Yeah, you just better. see it. Oh, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Extra meat, extra meat, extra meat. <laughs> but, I like to order Dunkin' through the app. Because well, then you can really be specific mm. about what you want. But the problem with that is if you order munchkins, you can't specify that you don't want those god-awful pumpkin ones. By the way, they're not they're called terrible. munchkins anymore. They're called small donuts. <laughs> <laughs> little donuts. Dave, I built little donuts. Small nets. Vertically challenged donut holes. What would I mean, they? What would they? I mean, you, you work on Broadway. I would have thought. What would they call munchkins? What, what should they call tiny donuts to not have it derogatory? I don't know if you can call them munchkins anymore. We might have just came up with something. Just actually. little donuts? I was doing shtick, but maybe they can't call them munchkins. I'd be surprised. I think surprised. they're still called munchkins. I think so. Little glazed balls. I don't know. Glazed balls. <laughs> little too risque, I think. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. But you don't, I don't know. I mean, they do call them munchkins, but my point that you brought up, and, and you, you're you talking about drive throughs and kiosks, but today, are most people, not us, obviously, ordering through the app, well, Dave is because he's a hip, hip, Dave's hip an dude. app guy. He's a hip guy. He's, <laughs> is he ordering through the app? Killing me for getting out of the car, but he's ordering through an app. Right. Oh, they're ordering through Grubhub. I mean, they're not even going to a drive. But I get out to grab it. <laughs> right. That's us, true. They're looking at us going through a drive-through, and they're saying, you know, silly. You shouldn't be going through a drive-through. You should be ordering through the uh, Grubhub or an app and having the food delivered to you by C-3PO. <laughs> right? That's the, what's happening. I never got into the Grubhub thing yet, anyway. I don't think I've ever used Grubhub I'm yet. shocked, because you're a pretty, you know, with it guy with technology. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I need Grubhub. I don't know. I don't need any Grub anything. I'll tell you. I, I, but but it's a lot easier. People I know who use it say it comes right to your home. It's so much easier than doing anything. I'd like to pick out something that Dave said earlier that I completely agree with when it comes to the pumpkin. I'm not a pumpkin guy with anything except carving it. That's it. Yeah, the, the, pumpkin's gone too. No, I don't even think I could. Like, I've tried a couple of pumpkin things, and I just. What about pumpkin bread? No, ladies my, and gentlemen. My mom's pumpkin bread. Yeah, let's not good. talk about your mom's pumpkin bread. <laughs> the Abenanti pumpkin bread. We're not going bread. there in this show, are we? <laughs> <laughs> because if we're talking about our pumpkin bread, then that's it. No, I love pumpkin bread, so that is good. You don't like pumpkin? bread? I don't like mine? pumpkin anything. Communist. I really communist. don't. No, not communist. I don't understand where the whole craze came from. Uh, Why is it from September through like? Yeah, through Christmas. Through Christmas, and even after, we need to be obsessed with pumpkin and, and pumpkin pie. But it doesn't matter what ve- pumpkin pie is awful. It doesn't oh, matter what it? vessel you use to convey the pumpkin; they all taste the same. I feel like pumpkin, pumpkin pie eggs. Pumpkin pie is a different consistency, but pumpkin munchkins, pumpkin donuts, yeah. pumpkin bake, pumpkin. It's just the same taste. I like pumpkin pie, I like pumpkin bread, but I agree. You say it's pumpkin a short, eggs? Pumpkin eggs. It's a new thing. Why can't donuts. corn flavoring? You know. Like why can't corn? It's more of it's more fall. Give me a corn, corn coffee or a corn, corn beer. Oh, corn, is <laughs> corn, corn bread. There's nothing well, better. I, I, there is nothing better than cornbread. I'll tell you right now. Cornbread is good. Cornbread is good. Morning, noon, and night. I could eat cornbread. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. I, I think the deal with the with the pumpkin is I have a, a brother and sister in law reminds me of and all during you know September really late September October November all they do is. <laughs> Pumpkin coffee, pumpkin, everything pumpkin. Pumpkin eggs, pumpkin spice, pumpkin beer, pumpkin drinks. Pumpkin, pumpkin eggs. shoes, you know, pumpkin car. Everything is pumpkin. They're really into it. I mean, it's like their trademark. They it's, Star- it. it's Starbucks' they love fault. It, love it, I really think. Did Starbucks start this? Uh, probably. The pumpkin spice latte, did that kick it all off? That's the first time I heard of it. Me yeah. too. And then all of a sudden, every brewery was making a pumpkin nonsense. I read that Starbucks. Oh, pumpkin beer. Yeah, pumpkin ah. beer. 
Do you like Why? that? I'm not a beer drinker. I'm not a guy. I'm not a fruit beer guy. I, I, they're two different things. No, beer flavored beer is what I like. <laughs> right, right. They taste don't, like beer. Don't flavor it. Right. Your favorite type of beer? I mean, uh, a brand? Oh, Are you favorite? a loyalist? Uh, a... No, I like a lot of different ones, but I, I mean, if I had to pick one, I would be a Sam Adams guy. Right. Yeah. So you're a legacy Boston brand Lager. guy. You're not going to tell me some. IPA from Brooklyn or I something. Would never that... tell you an IPA. Right. That was okay. funny. We were texting before about we IPAs. About All right, so very good. So you're. I would say Sam Adams now is a legacy brand. I love if the they Sam. Want to be a sponsor. I love that Sam Adams guy. So, but here's what they do to get you, and it took me a lot of years to catch on to this because I like their seasonal beers. What they do is they drop their seasons and they're not. They don't match up anymore. For instance. The Sam Winter, which I think Dave had one earlier, right? I actually had to keep that around because they haven't sold that for a month and a half. It's only the middle of March, or towards the end of March, right? And they've had the spring out. You know what's going to happen come April? You're going to get the summer. And the summer is going to be off the shelves by the 4th of July. And why do they do that? To bring out Oktoberfest. To bring out, which August, is the best one. Octo- that is the best one. But the fact that I can't go upstate and get a fresh summer, because <laughs> the other thing, because I worked in the business for a long time, and the other thing that Sam Adams does is they come in on the date, and they take out everything that you have in your restaurant or in your bar or in your beverage distributor that's the wrong season. They will untap a keg in your bar. And tap a new keg for, you know, with late summer well, and Oktoberfest. They know that that wow. brand that they're selling, the, the Oktoberfest is their best selling brand. So the people who are running that company are saying, listen, how do we get that season longer? Right? But here's the kicker. You can't get it anymore by Halloween. You can't get Oktoberfest after like October 10th. Because they're on to winter lager. Because they're on to winter. October is in the damn name of the beer. <laughs> what about Grubhub? Can you order it through Grubhub? You could probably order it through Grubhub. Well, I don't know. know. And if you could order it through Grubhub, I don't know what you're complaining about. Or a kiosk. Can you order it through a kiosk? Anyway, paying it forward. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't be do nice it. You're putting people. people in a poor spot. Doesn't make you look any better. Don't pay it forward. Don't be nice. What do you got, kids? Matt? <laughs> Say something funny, Matt. Don't Let be nice. Be your lesson. Don't be nice. So, don't be nice. What, what, what we were going to talk about, you know, continuing our nonsensical theme, we we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, that self-checkout line that has become the new way to purchase everything, right? If we're not getting it through C-3PO or if we're not getting it on Grubhub or an app like Fancy Broadway over From here, a drone. Right, exactly. Or from a drone. Right. That's how our food should be delivered. Should be ordered from a drone. It should be dropped on us as we get home. Should from drop work. pumpkins on you right. for ordering it. <laughs> but the self-checkout people, right, um, with 30 things, right? So they make it an all-day event. You know, you're online, you're rushing around. You know, we're all of a certain age where we have young kids and we're trying to do a million things. And some person has made an all-day event out of 45 items, you know, <laughs> price checks on three milk, you know, honeydews that have to be measured. They have to be ID'd know. for the alcohol. Yeah. They have to be ID'd for the alcohol. And they go, oh, I'm love to be ID'd at 80 years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't believe that you're IDing me. You know, by the way, I say the exact same thing every time I get ID'd. I, I, I'm, I'm so you know, flattered. Right. I turn into my Aunt Lorraine. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm ID'd. You know, it's like I you're such a dear. Yeah. Oh, how sweet you are. I tell other people, right? But uh, does that bother you when when there's so many people on that self checkout area? I mean, I think uh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. See, there you go. I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan. I think it, I don't know. Maybe ten items or less. Like if you can't. I feel like if you can't fit all the items on the little shelf next to the scanner, then you shouldn't be there. Like, shopping cart, no way. You shouldn't be going through if you need a shopping cart. You should be going to the people that work there. Like, you should be going to the regular lines, right? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think they're there for speed. And then you get, you know, some Nimrod who can't do it, doesn't know what they're doing with 30 things in that cart. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you want to go through quickly and, you know, people have a million things. But I go back to, like, the beach conversation where you said, you know, Dave was saying that his parents... Screw the beach. You know, can spend... <laughs> Mike's getting nauseous just thinking about it. But you can't, you know, can spend a day at the beach. You know, they're both now retired. Your dad's semi-retired. Your mom's retired. or You know, so that's what I'm thinking these people on the self-checkout line. They have a lot of time. Like, they, they want to make it a whole ordeal. It's like going shopping earlier in the day. You know? Well, if you notice that, that now supermarkets, because of that, don't have express lines anymore. Well, they're doing that to cut labor. But when you know when they don't spin it all the way, and it still says express, but it doesn't have the bottom part with the number on and how many items? <laughs> Are you express? Right, right. And then you get on the line, and then everybody behind you is insisting you shouldn't be on the line because it's express. Right. But they change it the minute you get up there. It's like a game show, right? They flip it around. It's, it's mean, really. 
It's well, definitely the, me. The grocery store near me has about 12 checkout line <clears throat> lanes, and it's always like only two people working. Right, right. And right. I'm like, why have all the lanes? Why do you have all the yeah. lanes? And so that does build up the self-checkout area. In, in that people, instance, I can understand it a little like, more. There's there's two lines. Like it's... Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty insane. And they're like buying a, a forty-pound bag of dog food and two cases of water. They have no way to put it. They can't. Charcoal, right, like, right. A lot of charcoal. Like, what are they a lot of charcoal. Like, what does this seventy-five-year-old guy need with nine bags of charcoal? Right, I don't understand it. It's on sale. It's on sale. Like who even? He's the one buying the beach chair from Stop and Shop. You know, trying to go right, through right. fast checkout. Yeah, I mean, but you know, that's the nature of you know supermarkets in general today. But that's another thing. That is changing, right? What I want to know is why the people, the cashiers at the supermarket have such an aversion to turning on the conveyor belt. Like, mm. I will get there and I'll, they'll start ringing up my groceries and I walk to the end to bag my groceries. Right. And all of the groceries are just piling up. And I always have to say, can you turn on the conveyor belt? Like, why is this such a big... Yeah, is there a rule that you can't, like, uh, <laughs> is middle management, <laughs> is a guy like me coming out saying, listen, listen, Walter... I don't want you overusing that conveyor belt, right? Company policy is three, three surges of the conveyor belt per shift. It wears on the right. cogs. What about when you get up there and they're cleaning it, and then all your stuff oh, goes on the wet conveyor yeah, belt? Yeah. You know, right? they're spraying it while, it, and they tell you to wait, and they're constantly spraying it, spraying it, spraying it until the whole thing is soaked. Right, and, then they and they're just, doing it with a paper towel. Then the whole thing goes around. Totally and like, not how, safe because you could have your hand chopped off. Right. All of a sudden, I'm putting my all my like fruit on window Windex. Hey Right, like Windex. <laughs> so what? What Windex ever kill anybody? No, it doesn't bother me. I just right, think it's weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think again, unfortunately, we're dating ourselves somewhat because I think most people, a lot of people, at least by me anyway, and a lot of friends that I know in the neighborhood, all order food and have it delivered. They don't peapod. Peapod. Yeah, they have a and the supermarkets now. They say 40 to 50% of their sales, I have no idea, Dave, I'm just making that up, but 40 to 50% of their sales, right, um, are coming from online sales that are being delivered by Peapod, which should be another sponsor, or a truck or something. I mean, and, and if you look at that, have you looked at that? I've looked at it, but my only problem is I want to pick my own melons. Oh, hey hey That's it. I don't want anyone picking my fruit. It's right. Like, you know. Yeah, get your hands off my groceries. I don't know who's touched it in that right. transitional time. Yeah. But 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 the thing that right I mean this is not like a TV all bruises yeah on. this is right. great God knows what they're doing with I gotta <laughs> I gotta inspect everything I don't even want to know like, yeah mean, you, know you don't want to get the big cucumbers right. yeah right you know where they've been <laughs> <laughs> well you know I I think with that too is it's not expensive to have it delivered right. Like you looked into it, you can order all your. It's not expensive. Online. They want you to. You could. They could deliver. They could put it in your refrigerator, and it's a dollar fifty. I, I don't know how they do that. I bet you spend more online shopping that way than you do if you go into exactly the store. Right. Just right. stop and go to the grocery store. Yeah, not the drive-through. Jeez Louise. The drive-through grocery drive store. <laughs> drive-through though, when you buy yourself, that's that's the rough one. Come on, no, I disagree. Well, uh, well, are you the? Uh, let's talk about you know all of us are in the same boat. Family-wise, right? Can we talk about bagging before we move on from groceries? Bags under my eyes, or no, no. The I'm with Dave. I'm a self-bagger at the well, grocery store. That's putting it lightly. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's a self-bagger. Yeah. I want to bag my own stuff. In fact, I put it on the conveyor belt in the order that I would like it bagged. Yes, you put the refrigerated stuff together. Of the course, cuts well, the fruit together. Right, like it's the third right. I, I no, I All do the, the light stuff at the end. Right, because you don't want to put eggs on the bottom right like you got to situate while you're shopping you got to get the case of water that you're buying on the bottom of your cart so you can make it first because you're about to put that on the bottom of your cart when you're packing up and put everything else on top things like this no, no, you're very precise so what happens is I when this when some when it's not busy right and somebody's gonna come help bag your groceries you just know it's doomed like they're instructed for sanitary reasons or whatever one thing of meat in a bag right yeah you have 50 so if i bags. buy five things of meat i have five bags and then you give you a hard time this has happened to me i give you they i take the bags and i put them all together and i'm like for the ride home i don't care if the pork is with the chicken is with the ground beef i'm sorry <laughs> i'm cooking it all it's already been together you can't fool me <laughs> right, and they'll say, "Well, we're not supposed to bag them." So I said, "I didn't ask you well, to. But these are, I'm doing it myself." These, these are uh, uh, professional beggars; they're not attorneys. In Suffolk County, 
20 minutes from us, it costs right? what? How much is a bag? Five cents? It's five. It's five thousand. Here they go out of their way to give you too many. Yeah, they want to give. <laughs> sure. Right? It's not even like they go out of their way. like. There'll be like five stuck to a bag, and the girl will not fix it. She'll just send it home with the milk, stuck five more bags for you, and it's good because my dog poops a lot, so I use them. But still, like that's your dog. Milk has a handle. Yeah, it doesn't need to be in a bag. That's a good right. call. Exactly. That's right. a good it's call. Like- I do blow because you could squeeze a couple of bags of cheese in there, maybe too. Like you know. Well, you know what's so funny? Like the whole country now is environmentally friendly with these bags, and we not Nassau very, County, very, right? We live in a very, very populated area <laughs> in, in one of the biggest cities in the world, New York City. We're in suburbia, and one county, which is you know a mile or two away from where we are, is charging for each bag and you have to watch the environment and here like you said my daughter was doing a school yeah. project i kid you not i went to the grocery store i said can i have a few bags the lady gave me a thousand bags yeah she gave me a case right of uh, it, it was a thousand i came home my wife's like what the hell is this you have a thousand bags i go she insisted bring them to the bag yeah. fire next week she insisted right? the right. county is sponsoring a bag fire for nothing just take it go ahead i was like oh my god i felt bad saying no yeah it's bad no, it is bad. We, 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 we don't want to destroy the environment. We don't want to No, of course forward, not. But we don't want to kill the environment. But I don't need all those bags either. We don't need all those bags. Because then you're not supposed to recycle those either. You know this, right? They clog up the recycling no, no, I, machines. I take them and I throw them right out. I'm so you're supposed to collect them and take them to a special recycling center. Them. So I'm like, so now this lady, I think she's helping me at the food store, putting my meat in five different bags. Just make it so much more work for everybody. Because now to be the perfect person, the perfect citizen, right? I got to pack these up, take them to the dump, special ops at the dump for the plastic bags, right? Well, you do that? No, no, no. Oh, well, but I'm well. supposed to, I said. Oh. I throw all my uh, paper, you know, plastic, you know, non-recyclable bags, I throw them in the ocean. <laughs> you make a special I go, trip. Right. I go right See, to the Mike source. wouldn't do that because yeah. you have to walk on the sand. Right. That's right. right. So if you like the beach, you throw them in the ocean. They right. Can. I can never pollute in the ocean. Right. Mike's like, I don't like the ocean. Yeah. I would like to hurt it in some way, <laughs> but I have to walk across the sand. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to decide. I just want to start a GoFundMe to just turn all the sand into grass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have a baseball game on the ocean. Mm. Right, these beach communities would not be happy with that. I will say about the beach, if I have something to do, it's more tolerable. Like, if we have a ball or playing football or with the kids or whatever, like, it's more tolerable. But inevitably, I either dive or I fall, and now I really have sand everywhere. And yeah, it's just, it's bad. You sand can't is, get out of it. Sand like, is bad, and with kids, it's everywhere. I don't even like flip-flops. I can't even walk right in flip-flops. It's, I can't explain it, but I feel like, I feel like I'm picking my foot up straight and putting it flat down. To make them not fall off, I can't even do it. I, I can't stand the feeling of it between my toes. I just, I, yeah, every, he, he, I just man, can't deal. I, I never wore flip flops. Dan, what about you? If you're a flip flop guy, I, I love flip flops in the summer. <laughs> do you do you have taps on your flip flops? <laughs> <laughs> tap shoes now. Taps and heels. If right. I'm doing well, well, well. Now we're, so, yeah. that, that's the next. Oh, that's true. The, the next show you're working on. But I never wore flip flops or anything like that until I met my wife, and now I love them in the summer because we. It's hot when you live on an island. I don't care. Um, so I, I credit her with that. I want to like these things. Well, I don't like it. It's not. It's, it's they're much cooler flip flops. I mean, in the summer. It's but even like better. not liking the beach, it's not a choice. Yeah, no, it's just what you're born with. You know, it, it, it is what you're born with. Don't hate me, bro. I just no, I, I can't pretend to like something I don't. You can't help being left-handed. I'm not left-handed. Are you the shopper? You know, before we put a bow on this segment, are you the shopper, Dave? Are you the shopper in your house? With your wife and kids, are you the guy that goes to the supermarket? Uh, my wife is the shopper. Oh, really? Okay. So my wife oh, you know a lot too. for not the shopper. I'm sorry? You know a lot for not the shopper. I was the shopper years ago. I, yeah, I'm the shopper to this day. Yeah, you, yeah. You, see, it's different. You're the shop. I'm not the shopper. I'll go in a, you know, if, if I have to, but I'm not. I'll put it away and stuff, and I'm not the guy. I get very, very, very frustrated. You just have to pretend like you're on supermarket sweep. Yeah, well. Right. Go fill up your cart with as many turkeys as you can. Because... Do it with all those hams. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> was that a real supermarket? No, I watched that show right, right. very can recently. You, can you tell me? I always wondered that. No, no, I want you can my see kids that. Are fascinated with that old show. You can now. see now that it is such a set. Is it's it a set? unbelievable. I don't know why. Look real, they do. No, I'm telling you. And then when they show the bird's eye view of it, it's like four rows. It's like four Is aisles. It? Yeah. Same for guys' grocery games. Is that a set? Too? I think that's. I don't set know too. guys' no, grocery yeah, games. Like, what is this? My son likes that show. It's, it's Guy Fieri, the guy who. Does oh yeah. Uh, He's good. I know Guy Fieri. He's very good. So he does a show similar where they have to cook, 
and they're um they have to run through the grocery store and get the ingredients. Yeah, it's interesting. like supermarket sweep. And I always wondered, is that a real grocery store too? Interesting. I think it's a set. I was looking at that too. My kids yeah. love it too, and they love this old you know supermarket game too. And I think they're sets because how would you really? Technically, you know, how would you go to a supermarket? I mean, could you film it the way they film it? I guess you could, right? I it's mean, not a real supermarket. No, but I mean, if it was a real supermarket, that's why I don't think it can be. No, it's too big. It it's too to big, right? It's too big. It yeah, but you'd have to rearrange right, some it would of the have store. To be at night, or you'd have to break in. I think the funny thing about that show was that's a show. That's a show. Yeah, breaking <laughs> into a supermarket. How much could you steal? Breaking and entering breaking into a supermarket. Well, now they don't close. So you can't break in. They close. Sometimes they're 24 hours. Sometimes they are. <laughs> it's a blanket statement. Supermarkets don't close. So, well, How do you think the ones that do close feel about that? <laughs> I know they're open very Come on, early. man. You're supposed to be sensitive right? about that midnight? stuff. At least midnight. I like shopping late. If I was the shopper, I would shop either very late or very early. That's when I like to go. Yeah. When no one's there. I like to go like 10 o'clock at I night. Except, well, one of them is bad. There's this, this really hairy-armed stock guy that's not pleasant. And he, he has like 12 rows occupied <laughs> well, with that's stock. When they stock at night. But I'm like, you're not closed yet. You're closing at 11. So why is it from 8.30 on, I can't walk through a damn aisle? Because that's his job. No, his job. He's supposed to be there overnight, all night long. Right, he is there. You don't need to set up everything you're doing for the night and then go start over. But people don't realize that in supermarkets, the shift at night sometimes has more people than the day because they all stock the aisles. There's a lot of... That's a hard... Let me tell you something. I'm not in that uh, business. Not I'm in hospitality. But, you know, that's a hard business. Everything's heavy. It's a constant rotation of stock. Right? Think about that. Like a busy supermarket that we go to, that's a hard job. Yeah. You ever see the managers of supermarkets? Those they're shot. They kill you. They're shot. You see, they come, their picture on the wall, they look great. They have a tie. They're nice. They're smiling. You see them in real life, their glasses are crooked. They're all sweaty. They got an eye patch. Well, because like, all they the deal with day, all they deal with all day is nonsensicals. Yeah. Nonsensicals. Really? Like these ladies that are going, or, or men, going crazy because their cantaloupe is too cratered. Right. <laughs> These are like their big, and, and it's like somebody died the way that they talk yeah, to them. It's a hard, hard business. I right? think it's a hard business. Mike, as the shopper, I've heard you mention yes. cantaloupes a few times. Yeah. How do you know when a cantaloupe is ripe? Well, you yeah, want to keep it clean. You want to know about it, Dave? I'll tell you. Yeah. If it looks we like. To take it off the air, Dave. I've always wondered, and I have no idea. That and avocados. If it looks like a moon and there's actual craters, hey put it back. You don't want it. Really? Okay. So it looks like a moon. The firmer the melon, hey, now the less talking. ripe it is. So, right, I figured that. But right. what if I want a cantaloupe today? Yeah. All right, now I you're pick being crazy. What? Like, why do I have to pick out a cantaloupe and be like, I'm going to really enjoy this in five days? Yeah, how, right. Well, you oh, shouldn't. Let's get a cantaloupe for next week. That's you know? what happens with the bananas. You always look in, and the bananas are always green. Bananas, you can always tell because if they're yellow, it's like, oh, I could eat that when I get home. Right. But you can't do that with a cantaloupe. Yes, you can. So if, it, if, I... it's, if it's too green on the outside, like, you know how the shell, the shell, the skin, what is skin. it? Right. Rind? Right. No, it's not a rind. Is That's, it rind? Maybe it's rind. It could be rind. That is it. I don't know. We'll have to Anyway, that out. if it's a nice tan color, shell. if it's a nice tan yeah, color. I think it's a shell on a cantaloupe. And it, <laughs> it's a shell. That's, that's probably the right way. There's like 25 baby chicks inside. But if it's a nice tan color and it it's not very supple, then that's a wow, good melon. You, you really know your. Uh... That's a good melon. Melons. melons. Wow, well, I know I, my I, melons. Said, in high school too, they always said Mike knows his melons. And don't shy away from the watermelon that has a brown spot. I'm it was just sitting on the ground. Like my kids love it. My wife likes it. I, I, it's too messy. You don't like watermelon? No, I don't like biting into something and juice all over. It's just too much. I don't like wings. You know, I'm not a big wing guy. I know. I don't like anything that's very, very, very messy. These are on par with not liking the beach. You understand? Yeah, this? Well, I, I don't mind the beach, but it, you know. I'm going to invite you both to the beach for watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> what happens. <laughs> the seeds. Is there still seeds for watermelon? But now they're from Chernobyl. They have no seeds. Is that what happens? That's the weird thing. Seedless watermelon. I'm like, yeah. something's not right about right. it. Yeah, that came up with the kids the other day. And I'm like, nah, we just need the seeds in the watermelon. Well, you got to spit them out so you feel like you're chewing tobacco. Did you ever have a yellow watermelon where the, the pulp, if you will, is yellow? No, no. Quite wow. delicious. How do you know so much about all these different kind of fruit items? Well, that's because he's the shopper. When you're the shopper, that's right. For a big family, you have three children. You have one wife. We think we don't know. Um, it's a bit. It's a lot. In New Jersey, polygamy is going to be legal soon. Did you well, hear that story? My brothers in New Jersey. That's it. Watch it. Polygamy is going to be legal in New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. That's a shocker. Why is it illegal anyway? Like for real? I don't know. It's a good question. More than one person. Yeah. Why, why does that like? Why would that affect your life? Like, what do you care? 
Well, I don't know. Maybe you'd have a higher crime rate. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know why it's not. I know there's those shows I that have. Why, I always wondered why that's illegal. Like, like I get it why it's thing. morally wrong in the church or whatnot. Sure. But, but as but far as illegal, I don't know. I don't know. That is a good question. Why is polygamy illegal? Well, let us know what you think about that question. Let me know why you think polygamy should be or should not be illegal. Because I'm curious about that one. That's a good one. Well, the only thing I'll say about that is I think there's those shows. I don't know. I'm not a big... Another thing, we're getting to know one another as we continue this broadcast. I'm not a big reality show person. Dave, are you a big reality show person? Uh, there there are a couple that I do like, but I'm, in general, no. And what like, are the two that you like? You uh, Jersey Shore. I oh, you do? can't get enough of it. Wow, and he admits that. That is great. Uh, you got to own it. cool. My brother, too, likes it. He's, he's a little older, but he loves Jersey. I, don't, I, 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 know, the, I know Snooki. I know the characters. Listen, it's no Welcome Back, Cotter, but okay. It. Yeah, and what else? <laughs> Jersey Shore and? I used to love, uh, it was on for like one season. It was Joe Millionaire. Do you remember that? I remember the name of it, but yeah. what was that about? It was um, so it was this bachelor who met like a hundred women and narrowed it down to one. And the whole idea was that he pretended he was a millionaire, but it turned out he was just a construction worker. At the end, oh. I, was, I loved. That. Hey, listen, I know some union construction workers. They are millionaires. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I don't watch it. I don't watch any reality show. Mike, I know you watch reality show from time to time, but bringing it back to polygamy and melons, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> is that I know there's hey, a reality show about polygamy that says it's very, you know, like the people are like almost prisoners, these wives, because this guy has, I'm making this up, the guy has like 15 wives. I don't know. I don't know. Is that I mean, sister wives? Is that no, sister wives? Is that it? I don't know. I'm not a big reality guy. I don't know. Do you well, watch any reality I'm not a big reality show? TV yeah, I'm not a reality guy. Reality guy either. <laughs> Reality's okay, but reality uh, TV. But, but are you a reality TV guy? No. So there's no reality shows about melons that we should be aware of? No. So you don't watch it. Yeah, so we don't watch it. Most people do, though. You know, you know you're in the entertainment business officially, right? I mean, yeah, I don't like any of those shows. Yeah, it's the American biggest Idol, thing. The yeah. Any of that. I will say this. The Masked Singer was a win for us. I did us. not watch it. But Did you watch, Dave? I liked that Donny Osmond. It was so much fun. Yeah, I got. I, I, I wanted to hate it so hard. I really did, you know? But we were hooked on it, man, every story. week. Like, who would think of, we're going to take these big singers and we're going <laughs> to dress them like a condor <laughs> with like a sparkle. Gladys Knight was one of them. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, bro. Who and everybody one? knew it was Gladys Knight, but they were guessing with Gladys me. Knight was in yeah. it? Yeah. There was people were guessing is it Gladys Knight or is it Tina Turner, and it was Gladys I Knight. I did not know Gladys Knight was a masked. You have to go Google. I'm trying to remember what animal she was. She's one of my favorites. It was amazing. That's insane, dude. It was wow. amazing. And she I was what you know. That. She she made it to the finale, but she didn't win. But you couldn't tell that was Gladys Knight singing uh, after the first couple of weeks. We could, but I mean, in the beginning, you know? no, because they don't do their own songs. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! They do other famous songs. And who won? Ah, uh, who was it? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Chance the Rapper. That was like J Bone or something, whoever J-Bone. it is. Like that. <laughs> something like that. T Bone. Yeah, I never heard of the person Sounds that won. Right. Yeah. I had heard. G- My wife told me that I had heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's funny because Mike has been talking. You know, he's like, Matt, you really got to watch his mask. It was singer, great. Because he thought that one of the, and he was right, that one of the singers was Donny Osmond. Yes, very he was. Vegas like. And now Gladys Knight knows I like all those type of entertainers. But uh, I never got into it. But See, what, I didn't know that all. What they do, Dave, is they give you clues. They never appear outside of their costume. And the costumes are crazy. They're crazy. There's, I think, three or four people that know that they Octopus, are who they are. Right? Like, Someone even the security doesn't know. The host okay. doesn't know. The judges. Nobody the knows who they are. Know, the camera people. No one knows who these no people are. No one knows. We could have walked in. They go to a private set. They go to private makeup. Right. <laughs> I could have taken the mask off. It was Matt. Dave could be the next <laughs> masked singer. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you hear his intro for this show. He, you are very talented. You, you, you know, we, you, we're not doing a routine now. You are really talented. You could have been better than uh, T Pain. Who the hell? That's was what that? it was. That's my point. Right. J Bone. Matt. All these people were on it. They're great. And then I turn on the next day, and this person I never heard of. Before. And I'm like, Gladys. Friggin' night is it a is a finalist? Johnny Osmond singing sixty years and he's five years old is third. And J Bone takes and it. Is the best man singer. I'm like, what the hell is that? But again, we're out of touch. We're out of touch. That that's what that's telling me. And tonight, did you I'm know that J Bone, aka T Pain, or is T Pain the guy from the Clueless? Right. Who's I, that? It could have been T Pain because I, I was. It's T Pain. Yeah. He basically not invented, but was like the first to use the auto tune. 
Oh, I thought Cher was the first. Now you know who it is, right? Uh, Listen, do you? Yes. Like it's very rare that you know what a person did and not who they are. Listen, right? Like, like, oh, I know him because of he did this. I don't know him because of who he is. T T Pain is one thing, but I'm telling you, in my opinion, the first person that I knew to use Auto Tune was Cher in in the in the late '80s. I don't, and I think T Pain was probably four years old at that point. She really, you know. And now what, she's got a Broadway show. Can you name what song that was on? Well, you just sang it, Dave. What was it? Uh, yeah, it was Do You Believe in Love at the That was a big, uh, big comeback. Right. So that, and that was auto-tune. A lot of people didn't recognize the voice. Well, the, what do I know? Was it auto-tune? I though? think we should broadcast an auto-tune. Yeah, I think it was auto-tune. Yeah? Yeah, it was definitely. It's all only that songs, one, spot, one part. All her songs right? sound like that now. She's like into that. But I think she kind of was the first one. But maybe we're wrong. Maybe it was T-Pain. <laughs> that did it. What, what are we? I think we should do the. Can we do the intro song with auto tune? Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll do. No, 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 no. Yeah, Come on. That makes no sense. Okie dokie, all you nonsensical salunatics out there. That's gonna do it for part one of our interview with David Abenanti. Make sure you tune in in the near future and keep an eye out for part two of our riveting interview with Dave as we get to the 10 questions for Mike and other nonsensicals. Please check us out and give us some feedback on all our social medias. You can find us on Facebook at slash Monday and Santarpia. You can find us on Twitter at Everyday Nonsense. That's E-V-R-Y Day Nonsense. You can find us on Instagram at Everyday Nonsense Podcast and shoot us an email at EverydayNonsensePod at gmail.com. You can also listen to us anywhere you find your podcast. You can find us on Apple, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, anywhere you get your podcast. So for now, we're going to say hasta la vista, and we'll see you next time. hey Music written and performed by David Abenetti. Much love.